0: So, today, I am going to be talking about spring cleaning. It is really important um, to like clean up your Pinterest account as you move forward and a lot of people sort of set it and forget it, and when it comes to pinterest, that doesn 't always work if you um, If you just consider your business. Um oftentimes your KPIs or key performance indicators the the things that you are measuring your marketing on or and or your business goals will change. And when your business goals change or your focus changes, then you need to make sure that you're going back to Pinterest just like you would on potentially on your website and make changes so that your entire Pinterest account is reflecting, those new goals. So um, basically, springtime is known for spring cleaning. So for me, it's a really nice um, place to start. Um, it's definitely the time of year to clean up your Pinterest account. It For me, it's a sort of instant reminder when I get into spring, I know that that is something I'm going to be doing for my Pinterest account. And I recommend that my clients do spring cleaning at least once a year. And I'm going to go over exactly what those are. Um, But I think it's even more powerful every six months to ensure that your Pinterest profile is current. If you think about how often you change your bio for your Instagram Whenever you're making changes to your Instagram bio, chances are your Pinterest profile. the bio on there needs to be changed also, so um for whatever reason, it seems super easy to know that you need to change the bio on your Instagram, but most people don't take that a step further and sort of change it for all of their social media platforms. Um, and Pinterest is one because of the way that the search engine works, the algorithm of Pinterest, um, you wanna make sure that you're changing it up <laughs> and making sure that your focus is specific. As entrepreneurs, we obviously often will change our business goal or our business focus. Um, and especially if you're gonna be launching a new service um, or anything that you do that's new and different for your business. And again, if you change your, your um, Instagram bio, then that's the sign for you to definitely update your Pinterest profile as well. So I have on here, I think, yeah, four steps to do that. Um, and then once I'm done with those four steps, I am gonna be taking any Pinterest questions. So if you, are, um, if you have a Pinterest question, get your hand ready. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and educate first and then I'll answer the questions after. So um, the first step is your Pinterest profile to audit it and update it. So these are some questions that you want to ask yourself when you're on your Pinterest profile to know that you need to make some changes. So one is, are you using images, the, um, profile image, uh, on your Pinterest profile? Is it the same as your Instagram profile? People often go from Pinterest to Instagram, if they're gonna take that next step to work with you because they wanna make sure you're a real person and that you have updated new information on there. They really don't know if we're sharing old information, but that is what people typically do, those, Uh, clients, um, couples, whoever it is for your business are typically, if they're going to take that next step with you, they will typically look at your website. They'll typically go to Instagram and having the same image on your Instagram and your Pinterest gives them a comfort zone of knowing that that you're that person, right? There's a lot of people out there with very similar names. Um, and so you, even business names. So you want to make sure that you are um, using that same profile image on both Instagram and Pinterest so that it makes that that transition or that research that they're doing um, effective and easy for them to find you. Uh, have you used keywords in your name? So not the name, which is the URL, but your user, that's your username, but your profile name on there. You want to use a keyword in your name because it gives extra oomph to your analytics. Next question you want to ask is, does your Pinterest profile description share what problem you solve for clients? So um, oftentimes we, people will use the Pinterest profile to say, how great we are. (laughs) Award winning, blah, 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 blah. And that's not necessarily what people are looking for. Of course, they want someone who has awards or sort of social proof, if you will. Um, But if you talk about like, for my profile, I talk about working with people who are uncomfortable in front of the camera to make wedding photography a breeze and to know that you're going to feel comfortable and get those beautiful images. So you definitely want to share um, more about what the client's looking for versus maybe like I all sometimes see profiles and they'll put their why. Like I am doing this business because I want to support my children or something like that. And I have to be honest with you, people don't care, right? If they're coming to you for, um, as a wedding pro for something specific, talk about what that is. In other words, use keywords that people would also type in that search bar to find your content. Um, and which is my final question is, do you have keywords throughout Um, throughout your bio, as well as a keyword in your name. And so when I say keyword in your name, because a lot of people ask me this, um, I'll say Bay Area wedding photographer or California wedding photographer, because people are looking or typing that into the search bar. So I want to take advantage of the location, even though I photograph anywhere, I like to focus. It's most effective um, for searches if you're doing your local area because most people are searching for their local area photographer, wedding planner, etc. A pro tip is that you can no longer use videos at the top like as your profile cover. I used to educate to create a video. People saw an increase in analytics. It was able to be more specific, showing exactly who you are and what you do in that split second. Um, But sadly, Pinterest is removing the ability for them to be seen or played. So if you have a video, sometimes they haven't fully gone through all of them yet because some of my clients still have it and some don't. Um, But I am because it'll just be blank, which is not good either. Um, And they have sent out an email, I believe it was the end of February, stating that if you have a video to change it to an image. Um, And so I have a Uh, wedding couple, gorgeous wedding couple on the cover of mine. Um, On my coaching page, I have a picture of me and kind of what I do. Like I put text overlay on it so that they know immediately when they land on my profile, sort of who I am and what I do just by the picture and a couple of the words. Um, So step two is to um, look at your boards To audit them and update them accordingly. Um, This whole process gets easier if you can make a Google spreadsheet to list all your boards. Um, It can be very difficult when you go to pin something and you're only seeing the first like two words of that board title. And sometimes if you have the same words on the board title, it's kind of hard to know what you're pinning or where you're pinning it. And it is for whatever reason, for me at least, it is easier to see all the boards in one space uh, because I want to make sure that I have enough boards, enough boards for whatever someone's searching for when it comes to my business. Right? Pinterest basically looks at your entire profile from your bio to. Um, your name to the boards on there, to the board titles, to the board descriptions, and also down to the pins. And it looks at the entirety of what you share on Pinterest to understand who you are and what you do. If all of those come up to a wedding photographer, in my case, great right? Because then I'm that much farther ahead than other people that don't take the time to do that. So you want to review your boards to see if it's a holistic look that tells people sort of who you are and what you do in business. Some questions that you can ask yourself as you're looking at these boards that you have is, do your board titles have keywords? You don't want to have cutesy titles in them. You want to have what people are literally typing in that search bar. So um, you may not want to say wedding florals because and a lot of people in the Wedding Pro area do say that, but most couples are not typing that word florals in there, right? That's sort of more of an industry word. So wedding bouquets or wedding flowers will get you a hundred times farther ahead than all of your competitors because you're using the verbiage that they are typing in that search bar. So you want to include keywords that help your ideal client to basically find you on Pinterest another question do you have two or three boards about what you focus on as an example I um, oftentimes people find my wedding photography when they're looking for wedding planning stuff so I have wedding planning advice and wedding planning tips um, which basically has the same content on both but but my people are searching for will use different words some people might say the word advice and some pipe people might use the word tips so for you sean as a as an example because you're a wedding planner you want to have three or four boards that um that are really focused on all of that because that's literally what you do um and having more boards is just giving more keywords for people to find you, just like on your blogs, right? Think of SEO. Um, This also helps to show your content to multiple people depending on what, again, what they type in that search bar. Another question is to look for any boards that may be missing. Now, it is harder, at least for me, to when I'm doing this spray cleaning on my board to find missing boards. Where I'll usually find boards that are missing is when I go to pin something and I only have one, maybe one or two boards that it fits, my content fits on. That is a big sign that you need another board. And my advice is to make a board right in that moment as you're pinning um, and make it secret for now until you can go back and um, look, do some research on the keywords, make sure that you have a really good beefy um, description on that board, and then add some of your pins to it because you don't really want a board that has like two pins on it. So you can theoretically in one sitting add like 15 of your pins to that board, um, but you don't want to do that at the time that you're pinning, but you also don't want to forget that you need that board. So that's my secret of what I do when I'm in that process for myself and also for my clients. Um, Here's a pro tip also. Pinterest does not for whatever reason, and I've literally been complaining about this since they started. um, They only sort of make you create a title for that board and that's it. They don't force you to do a description. So I'm saying, like 85% of the time, when I start working with a client, um, I notice that the majority of the boards don't have a description. And that's because it's not handled in the order that you create the board. It's not done right then, and you sort of forget about it. So part of this audit is to also be searching for boards that don't have a description, because that is the biggest, most impactful way to get more analytics and more people looking at your account is to make sure that you have a beefy description that includes keywords for the content that is going to be on that board. Um, You also want to go through and secret any personal boards. Um, Oftentimes when I take new clients on, they'll have, you know, recipes and um, decor for their home and things like that. Um, And if it doesn't fit for your business, chances are it probably doesn't, then you absolutely want to secret them. Secreting those boards versus archiving those boards means that you get to continue to pin to them. So for me, I do have recipes for sourdough stuff because I make sourdough bread every couple days. Um, And I want just new recipes and new things that I can do with a sourdough starter. And so I do have that board on my professional Pinterest, but it's secreted so that Pinterest does not take that into account for your whole account. Secreting personal boards is one of the most valuable things that you can do for your Pinterest profile to increase you getting more people looking at your stuff. Um, And it's something people just don't think about. Um, Secret, any boards that don't fit your business anymore. So if you um, had a service, I I can't even think of something right now, but if you had a service that you were doing and you're not doing that anymore, and you have a board where you specifically talked about those services, make that board secret. Um, you uh, You don't need You don't need to have a board that isn't your entire sort of around your entire business. Um, And another question, do you have descriptions over every board? I already asked that. Um, But because people find you with keywords, so you want to make sure that you have that in there. And a little secret that I do um, for myself and for my clients is at the end of a board description, because we do want to try to take up as many words as possible, um, but we don't want to just list keyword after keyword after keyword in with parentheses after them, because that's, that's really bad. That's very spammy looking. Um, but at the end of each board, if I don't have a really big description for whatever reason, I can't think of keywords or I need to do research or whatever, I will still always end that board description with like my quick. You know your quick tagline um, and your website for me, jenvasquez.com, right? Um, and the reason I do that is because sometimes people somehow find your board versus your pins or your profile, and they will see that description and know how to find you if they don't want to look anymore and they actually do want to work with you. It just makes it easier for them to find you. Uh, the next question is, do you have 15 to... 20 boards. So a good foundation is anywhere between 15 and 20 boards. When you have less than that, it can potentially affect your uh, analytics. And so you definitely want to make sure you have that many boards. And if people, because at this point, people like take that deep breath, like what? I don't have that many boards. Um, For wedding pros, There are so many boards Um, and maybe we'll do a room on brainstorming different boards because that is something I love to do. But for right now, just kind of make sure that you have 15 to 20 boards um, because that is really helpful. And it's also helpful to make sure you have a minimum of 30 pins on each board as well. So when you're looking at analytics, which I hope that you do each month, uh, but most people don't, when you look at the analytics, it is really good to also look at your boards and boards that are this happens a lot in spring cleaning. I'll find a board and it like doesn't have a whole lot of pins on it and, or it's not getting a bunch of analytics because maybe I kind of forgot about it and I haven't pinned to it in a while because again, I forgot about it. Um, you want to make sure that you reassess if you want that board. Cause if you haven't pinned to that board, It may be that you don't need it, um, or maybe change the name of the board so that it's popping up more for you when you go to pin pins to your Pinterest account so that you see it and it makes sense. The next step is to review group boards. Group boards are something that was really, really popular, um, years ago, uh, because it was a way to be able to get your pins in front of new people. Um, it, they don't really work as well anymore. Um, however, there's no need to get rid of them if they're still performing. So group boards are signified by seeing a group of people on the board. You'll see a bunch of faces on the board and, um, when you review the group boards ask yourself these questions um you want to review the boards to ensure that they're your area of expertise we kind of went over that before but the same holds true if you have a group board that's really not in or around your expertise you do want to leave the group you also want to review the boards to see the analytics and that they're still performing for you if if your pins are not getting seen and that group board is is not even showing up really in your analytics then that's probably a sign for you to leave that group um and it doesn't it doesn't send sort of a notification that you've left the group so don't feel stressed about that, but if it's somebody you know, just send them an email and say, the the group board is not performing for me anymore, um, and I'm trying to sort of tighten up my Pinterest profile, so I just wanted you to not be offended that I left, or however you want to do that. And then the final step is to review old pins. I I never recommend deleting pins. The only reason why you should delete pins is if the link is broken because broken links, meaning that you're, for whatever reason, you maybe deleted that blog post or you had a pin to somebody else's content and that content's not active anymore or what have you. That can really, really affect your analytics, having broken links. You do not Need to go through and look at every single pin because that's not helpful. Um, and you can also potentially edit that pin to upload the correct link. So a lot of people find this is the case when they did not consider Pinterest when they changed websites. Either they migrated to a different website name, right, from Jen Vasquez to maybe Jen Vasquez Photography or something like that. Um, and if your web designer doesn't you have to be thoughtful to talk to the web designer to make sure that every single link for your blogs will migrate over with the same naming so that links are not broken. Um, this this it can be a really big pain and can really, really affect your analytics. And for me, you're not going to really see broken links when you're doing spring cleaning for instance. But what can happen is as you're looking to pin or as you're looking for stuff, you can find that 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 um, the pin is broken and you can fix it at that point. Um, but this is the time when if you have a list of those broken pins that you can go in and potentially try to fix them or delete them. Um, this is it's a really hard situation and i try not to have people do it while they're pinning because then you spend so much time in cleanup mode that you're not actually pinning right you're not doing that marketing that needs to be done on pinterest so you definitely this is a time to fix those pins um and as a summary again You definitely want to do spring cleaning at least once a year, but definitely consider doing it a little bit more often. Um, A second time of year can also be done when all of a sudden your analytics sort of tank for some reason. And I don't mean that it was, you know, 500,000 this month of monthly FDF users, and then next month it's, you know, 495. That's not a drop. When I say a drop, I mean it goes to like, 200,000, like suddenly overnight, right? There's going to always be peaks and valleys in the Pinterest marketing world. And so at that time, when something drastic happens, the first place I go for my, my clients is to do this audit. Um, and I will even sometimes email Pinterest and say, hey, my analytics just dropped by 200,000. It did it once and it was a mistake and it went back up again a couple of days later. But you definitely want to make sure that you connect with them because sometimes Pinterest makes mistakes just like everybody else does. <laughs> Thanks for joining me. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to subscribe to the show to be automatically notified for each episode. Visit the notes for the links mentioned in this episode and to connect with me. And as always, please take one tip from this episode and implement it in your business. Bye.